Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see ya, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. That's one of my favorite lines of cinema, spoken by Jim Carrey's character, Truman Burbank, in the 1989 film, The Truman Show. I find that people can easily quote shows and movies and tell you exactly where that line originates. Personally, I don't know if people can do the same with literary works, but I think that uh, is directly related to the company that I keep. I do know, however, that our lives and the way we see the world around us is deeply influenced by the art that we consume. Hi, I'm Brittany, and this is the Lost in a Book podcast, where I invite you to discuss the book that has most influenced you and, ultimately, your life. Finally, from so little sleeping and so much reading, his brain dried up and he went completely out of his mind. Don Quixote by Miguel de Cervantes I'll be honest, I never read the full story of Don Quixote, but a condensed version during a freshman comp class at university. For those who haven't read this classic, uh, it is about a bookworm who becomes so obsessed with uh, tales of knights and chivalry and adventurers that he sells off all of his land and um, decides that he is a knight himself. So he is traveling and trying to right wrongs, uh, slay dragons, all in the name of love. Uh, He is pursuing a real woman uh, that he, it's, it's a manic pixie dream girl is what we would call it today, but he sees this woman and then assigns her a name, Dorothea, and assigns her um, a background, a whole story, and he's convinced that she's the most beautiful person in this world, and he's traveling um, in her name to win her love and to win the the titles that uh, follow knights and all of their accomplishments. Don's conviction is so true that even those around him of sound and mind become convinced that he may actually have the renown and prestige that he claims. Uh, He goes on all these adventures and people do see him for what he really is. It's just an old frail man. And they take a lot of advantage of that, making him do ridiculous tasks, embarrassing him, um, basically exploiting someone who is not in the right uh, mental state. Unfortunately, uh, right before he passes, Don Quixote comes to reason and renounces his, quote, knighthood and resumes his birth name. Um, I'm going to butcher it, so excuse me. Alonzo Quianto. Uh, I don't know if that's right. Please forgive me. Uh, but Tan Quixote is literature's first modern novel and is the world's best-selling fiction book of all time. Uh, the author Cervantes um, wrote Don Quixote as a allegory about the death of chivalry. I mean, this was written in... Let me look it up really quick. I don't have it in front of me. 
it was written in 1605. So the author is writing about the death of chivalry. Uh, however, like most allegories, this story can be interpreted quite a few different ways. Uh, for the purpose of my comp class, my professor used it as a gateway into a writing prompt about the importance of books and how they influence our very lives. I, of course, like most people um, who grew up with the series, wrote about Harry Potter. I mean, I was 19, and my consumption of books around me wasn't very varied. <laughs> very varied, lol. My, I wasn't very exposed to a lot of books. I start reading late in my life. Uh, while everyone was pretty far ahead of me, I was still reading young books geared towards young adults. And there's nothing wrong with reading young adult literature. Uh, in fact, I find it very satisfying reading them now at the age of 29, a decade later. <laughs> um, but when I was 19, the only real references I had to influential books was the Harry Potter series. It's true that it was influential in that it sparked my interest in reading. I have a lot of great memories with my brothers and my father and mother sitting around the dining room table as my father read uh, in the voices of Hagrid and Dumbledore. I mean, all of those were very important to me. In fact, I have a tattoo of the Deathly Hollows um, at the base of my neck. But I... But as I grow older, I realize that that story wasn't the most influential to me. In fact, I find other stories have seeped into my everyday life a lot more than Harry Potter has. One of these, one of these, <laughs> one of these books is written by Cornelia Funk called Inkheart. And Cornelia perfectly describes a lot of our relationships to books and why we care for them so deeply. There's a character in these books named Mo who is a bookbinder, and one of the great passages in Inkheart, um, he is describing how books really are like time capsules and can teleport us to and from the past. If you take a book with you on a journey, Mo had said when he put the first one in her box, an odd thing happens. The book begins collecting your memories, and forever after, you have only to open the book and be back where you first read it. It will come into your mind with the very first words, the sights you saw in that place, what it smelled like, the ice cream you ate while you were reading it. Yes, books are like flypaper. Memories cling to the printed page better than anything else. Inkheart is a book that I rarely think about, uh, but I find myself referring to often when speaking about influential stories. It is a story about the bookbinder, Mo, uh, who can bring the written word to life with just the sound of his voice, literally. Um, the Inkheart series is truly a story for readers, pandering to one of our deepest desires of being able to be transported into these fantastical worlds of our favorite series of whether it be Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or even, uh, I don't know, uh, those are all fantasy, but let's say um, 
the outsiders or gunslinger or maybe even the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy you know you know we all have these stories that we could really become super duper involved with and inkheart is a story of what if those stories what if those tales actually came to life and what is the consequence the cost is it worth it to bring these characters to life uh, i'm not going to go really into detail about that book i recommend it um I read it first when I was pre-teen, maybe early teenage years, and I do recommend it to a lot of people, and I don't want to spoil it. It is a young adult novel. There is uh, three in the series, Ink Heart, Ink Spell, and Ink Death. Um, each of them are very well crafted uh, from and well translated from the original German version, so I do recommend it to almost anyone. I do want to highlight some aspects of the book that have stuck with me throughout the years, and one of them is the importance of rereading your favorite um, stories, your favorite tales, your favorite books. There's another reason she took her books wherever she went, she being uh, Maggie, the daughter of Mo. There was another reason she took her books with her whenever they went away. They were her home when she was somewhere strange. They were familiar voices, friends that never quarreled with her, clever, powerful friends, daring and knowledgeable, tried and tested adventurers who had traveled far and wide. Her books cheered her up when she was sad and kept her from being bored. That passage really spoke to me when I was a preteen or teenager. I'm not quite sure when I picked up this series. But I was incredibly awkward as a as a child. Um, still am. Who cares? Weird power. Uh, <laughs> but it's nice being able to pick up a book, pick up a story, watch a movie, a TV show that you've read a thousand and one times. You know every beat. You know the quotes. You know the whole story, like the back of your hand. And being able to revisit those friends who never change who never fight with you, who you are walking alongside as they develop and you develop is something very magical and something that I very much enjoy. So as a teenager, or preteen rather, reading this book and actually visiting it again in my adulthood, it's very comforting and nostalgic. In Inkspell, the second book of this series, we kind of follow that same theme and what I'm going to read to you is a passage from the book that I could not place for the longest time and this is what I mean that the book influences your life um, and you might not even know it. I have quoted Ink Spell for years without actually realizing that I had I had been doing so. Um, the passage goes, isn't it odd how much fatter a book gets when you've read it several times, Mo had said, as if something were left behind between the pages every time you read it. Feelings, thoughts, sounds, smells, and then when you look at the book again many years later, you find yourself there too, a slightly younger self, slightly different, as if the book had preserved you like a pressed flower. 
strange, and familiar. I have quoted that passage so often when talking about books and stories that it's astronomical. Like I I thought I had made it up myself, but I knew I wasn't as clever. (laughs) So Cornelia Funk, being able to pull that and implant it in my brain for literally over a decade is is so amazing and shows the power of written word and a good story and that's what really intrigues me as an individual I want to know the stories that influence you that influence your way of thinking that influence your life and when you revisit those books years months days down the line how has it changed how have you changed how has looking back at that younger pressed flower preserved self differ from how you are now like what what's going on there (laughs) that's so silly and that's that's basically what this podcast boils down to let's 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 re- let's reduce this to the uh, basic core element. I want to know what stories, whether they are in book format, whether that they are uh, in movies or TV shows. Tell me the stories that have really influenced you. Tell me the stories uh, that these authors have embedded in your life and tell me the lessons you've learned yesterday the teachings you realized today and what morals are you bringing into the future so indulge with me take a journey with me and let's truly get lost in a book